Welcome to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast, a show dedicated to the storytelling that happens or should happen when practitioners purchase technology. Each episode is designed to inspire new ways and ideas to make your business better as we speak with the brightest minds in recruitment and HR tech. That's what we do. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you are listening to the Use Case Podcast today. We have Summer Crenshaw from Talent Now on as our guest, and we're going to be talking about the use case uh, for Talent Now. So why don't we just, just jump right into it. Uh, Summer, would you do uh, the audience and me a big favor and both introduce yourself and introduce Talent Now? Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm very uh, thrilled to be here with you. I love what, um, you know, the, the podcast uh, has stood for and, and some amazing, um, actually hopeful partners I've, I've found through the podcast. I'm very happy to be here. Um, but my name is Summer Crenshaw. I'm the Chief Executive Officer of Talent Now, and we are a contingent workforce management platform, um, really a software company that's addressing some core issues that we saw in the marketplace. Um, for me personally, I've been in uh, the HR tech space uh, for what seems like a century now. Um, <laughs> I started my career uh, in the HR tech space actually uh, at careerbuilder.com back when it was a startup. So it uh, does age, age me a bit, um, but evolved from uh, you know, the, really the job board space into recruitment branding, um, you know, I just recently left a startup that I had for over five years that was really concentrated in the, um, the gig economy and the marketplace of jobs uh, world. And now my goal is to take uh, all of this amalgamation of skills, so to speak, and, and put it towards the goal of uh, serving the new world, um, as I see it, uh, in the contingent workforce space. So for those that are unfamiliar with the word contingent, um, break down kind of what what's what is similar or different between and some of these might be synonyms gig workers mm-hmm. um, you know people that are part time people that are seasonal people that are contingent um, when you say contingent what what exactly like draw the edges uh, for folks for that yeah, absolutely um, you know for and you're absolutely correct. Um, there are so many synonyms for uh, contingent workforce. You know, you hear independent contractor, 1099. You know, um, the, the newest version has been gig worker. Um, each one of those, I think, has truly uh, a different context or connotation depending on the uh, individual, um, I guess, experience. Some people think of, of a gig, gig worker as just being an Uber driver or, you know, right now I think Uber Eats and, uh, and Postmates and such are, are really helping us out. Um, but really what a, a contingent workforce is, is non-employee workforce. So it's just an alternative um, variation of work for an individual to perform for uh, either a peer uh, and a peer-to-peer model or for a company. And so we've used contingent software for a while now. Uh, some people might remember them or might think of them as VMSs. Uh, and, and so some of these you know, software archetypes have been a while around. I won't say as long as you and I have. Uh, that, that you're, you know, my, wife, my wife would not be happy with me if I ever do anything around age or weight or, or anything like that. So I will not do that. But, but, uh, but, but I'm, I, did, I, worked for, uh, I worked with Field Glass in there in Chicago for a number of years on the marketing side. So um, VMS platforms have been around for a while. What's, 
what's different about talent now? I mean, uh, talent now, as you, as you started, cause you're starting with something new. What, what did you want to build that kind of the fits an unmet need that's out there in the marketplace? Absolutely. You know, and I love that you, you call out right out of the gate, um, vendor management systems, they've been around for, you know, for a very long time. Um, absolutely. Do they serve, they still serve a need um, probably more so than ever before, given that we are finally seeing this emergence of acceptance, I think of the, of the contingent workforce and recognizing that this isn't just um you know, a, a trend uh, that hit the market and is going away. I think what we've learned even in our, our new era of, you know, a COVID world or a post-COVID world, um, that we're seeing more and more uh, individual talent adapt to, um, you know, that, that type of lifestyle of work. So when building talent now, you know, we recognize that absolutely will companies need a vendor management system? Sure. So we do manifest in, in, in a somewhat traditional method of, um, having a vendor management software that can act the part, but what we're really concentrating on is is building a platform that truly focuses on delivering what the end result of all of the legacy type of technology has has been built for, which is really delivering talent. And you know, our goal is to elevate talent to a new level so that we can really start to you know, address some of the tricky issues that we found ourselves in with a lot of the technology and HR tech space, you know, the biases that we see, the um, challenges with diversity and inclusion. And now what one of the biggest um, opportunities I personally see is a convergence between um, the rapid adoption of new skills. So all of us being lifelong learners um, and understanding that this paradigm shift is occurring where, um, you know, education uh, and the way that we educate ourselves or go through that process is not going to look the same as even what myself or you went through, you know, early in our career where you went to a four-year, you know, school and you came out with a degree and on the back of that, you started to build your career. Well, we're seeing the world shape in such a rapid pace that that might not be able to keep up with the demands in the workforce. So how do we merge um, the traditional needs of our clients, the needs of our, our talent, and address the future of work as we know it. I love it. So what we've learned through COVID in terms of remote work is that, especially with knowledge workers, is that most people, I mean, you know, again, kind of depending on the job and personality uh, and stuff like that, but most people have figured out that they can thrive in a remote uh, work environment. Uh, and again, everybody's situation is a bit different. Um, do you think that because of COVID that sped or will speed up uh, folks that want to work from home and, and how that Im Im impacts or, 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 uh, or does it impact contingent workforce? Yeah, I, I think it has impacted. I mean, it's obviously it's impacted all of us in, in very unique ways, but I think that, you know, it's, it's fun to me to, to think back, you know, to conversations I, I had with employers even five years ago and them screaming, we can't have remote work. That's not, we don't do that. That, that doesn't fit our, our world. And now, now we've seen companies have to pivot literally on a dime, you know, within a week or two weeks, maybe at max is the, the warning shot that they had that their companies were no longer going to be able to have any onsite employees unless they were essential workers. Right. So I think that, we are seeing a mass acceleration in the adoption of remote work. And I think what's fascinating about that is that we're starting to see the, the barrier, the, the geographic barriers 
um, that used to be a way for us to always screen, uh, you know, filter out or screen out individuals, we're seeing that kind of go away. And I think it's amazing to think of the ability now where, you know, if you want somebody that's best of, you know, best of the talent in a talent pool, it doesn't have to be relegated to uh, your little community or where your company is headquartered. So I think that that's such a great opportunity. And I think that more companies are going to double down on that um, and understand that at the end of the day, it's about the talent that they, they can cultivate and um, really find those individuals that can be very passionate about their, their mission. And in contingent workforce space, um, it is interesting in that you're, you're going to see uh, a need for parity between those that are employ, employed directly by the company and those individuals that are considered contractors or contingent to the company. They both need to be treated in a very similar fashion and that's going to address some of the, um, you know, some of the interesting situations we see with cultural challenges. Um, and the more companies can adapt, the, the better success that they will have. So break down for the audience where, you know, we want to say contingent works for everybody in every, every scenario and all that other stuff. But truth is, uh, over the course of time, you probably have figured out that uh, contingent, there's certain jobs that it just doesn't work for, certain jobs that it really thrives in, there's certain industries and, uh, and maybe even certain size companies. Break down for the audience what you've seen and, you know, what you've observed so far about the, converge, uh, the, the contingent workforce and where they thrive and, you know, maybe where they don't thrive yet. We'll, we'll, leave, we'll leave it open because they might thrive tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think uh, when we think of the, the future of the world, like augmented reality and, and virtual reality start to, 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 to come to fruition in a very minority report type of way, right? Um, so I think where we, where we see success is, is in the, the knowledge worker um, arena. So absolutely, um, those that are in the tech space, um, we're starting to see an emergence with um, the healthcare space. Now, obviously, with patient management directly on site caring is a, is a bit different, obviously. But um, for even you know, doctors and nurses to actually have conversations with patients, telehealth is emerging in a, a new way. Um, we're also seeing regulations uh, around that from a licensure standpoint start to be um, lifted in a, in, a, in, a, in a meaningful enough way that um, those organizations that might be rural who are struggle, struggling to connect um, with great knowledge workers are finally able to find that talent. So I think we'll continue to see that accelerate. Now, where you know the contingent workforce, you know, typically won't pass. Let's call it the 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 good old control test uh, that um, the IRS puts on, on us as employers um, is going to be those that have, you know, a lot of management that is needed in order to allow that person to perform a job. Um, so we'll see, I think, uh, where there's a lot of opportunity will come in in more of the industrial space and things like warehousing and 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 that and that, but that's also areas that we might may see a big improvement around AI and robotics uh, shaping that world. So um, I'm hopeful that as we really lean into this paradigm shift, that we're going to start to elevate the human and use, you know, the the AI capabilities for uh, you know areas that humans are no longer needed for. So if I'm making the decision, as you've made uh, before, uh, hire full-time Sally, um, uh, contract with full-time Sally. Uh, and 
how do you make that decision? So for, for the HR and for the TA folks out there that are listening, how do they make that decision between should, I, should this be an FTE or should this be a contract? Yeah, I think it comes down to, um, first and foremost, you know, is it a project, is it project-based work? Is there definitive start and start and end dates uh, that you see? Um, is it something that uh, requires a, a lot of uh, management directly of an individual? Um, you know, if, if you have to uh, micromanage in some regards, um, I don't think the contingent workforce is, is really for you for that project. Um, but I think one of the, the great luxuries of the contingent workforce is if you really feel that maybe you're lacking on, a, on diversity or you know, inclusion um, and you have kind of a lack of uh, diversity even in thinking, um, you know, the contingent workforce is a great way for you to avoid groupthink and start to really harness uh, cognitive diversity, um, which obviously, you know, accelerates uh, the end result of any project that, you know, you might be working on. I love that. So let's talk about talent now, uh, talent now as you sell it and as people buy it. Mm -hmm. So you've, you know, you've obviously been on the, on the vendor side. I'm sure you've bought some software along the way uh, <laughs> as well. Um, so how should people, let's do, let's do the start, stop, continue. How should they buy talent now? Perfect. Yes. So when we, we talked to, you know, our prospects and even our clients, you know, the, the, there were a few big, I guess, feedback points that we consistently heard. And most of them were in relation to um, currently having a VMS in place, having that vendor management system in place, um, you know, having the ability to have full transparency and a single source of truth uh, for their contingent spend was really important. Um, also, you know, having insightful and actionable reporting that uh, gives real-time analytics because we're in a world that traditionally a lot of that has been handled, even if you do have a VMS in place, has been handled by a uh, Excel file or um, the tasks are being, you know, kind of checked off a box in a, you know, a to-do list, so to speak. So how do you have a, a system that's been doing, you know, things like quarterly report cards up to a client um, and put that into a real-time scenario so you always know how you are performing um, as a vendor or as a hiring manager that needs to present, you know, that data and analytics up to a CFO, um, you know, how do you have that in place? So that's something that we wanted to address with our platform and, and, and really deliver in real-time metrics and analytics so that you do feel that you're empowered with data. Um, and also, you know, how do you control a budget, especially here, you know, we're, we're seeing, you know, with COVID, um, we had an exceptionally low unemployment rate and now we have a higher unemployment rate um, and there's a lot of stress on companies to do more with less right now. And so, you know, by having very transparent uh, process that is in place, you can understand your current spend and know how to, to really uh, optimize that spend. Um, and then at the end of the day, you know, what, we, what we're building towards is, is creating not only a, a system of record that can um, serve in a very uh, traditional function, but can also be utilized you know, in order to attract and retain talent um, in the contingent workforce in almost a direct format. So elevating the talent to a place where, um, 
you know, they exist in a marketplace to connect directly to the organization um, in almost a direct sourcing ca uh, capacity. And so, you know, what we've, what we've built thus far is a marketplace for uh, talent and um, that talent can be reutilized, um, you know, pretty consistently uh, over time through multiple types of product uh, projects. So one of the big things that we, we wanted to address was that, you know, typically when a project completes, all of a sudden, you know, you lose a contractor and often it's challenging to re-engage them. So why do we keep starting, you know, start stopping, uh, you know, in, in, in this engagement world um, and always going out to find new talent? Why aren't we reutilizing the same talent over and over? And then maybe they do get converted into a full-time uh, employee uh, with the organization. So that's another area that we were really excited about. And then, you know, another area that we really manifest is in our, um, you know, kind of our SOW management uh, and the way that we look at that, um, you know, for most technology platforms today, it's all about contract management instead of about talent management or the project management. So we really wanted to take a lot of um, aspects of traditional you know, technology project management, uh, you know, there's so many amazing innovative players that are out there that have built really cool tools and take that same philosophy and put it into something that's been um, fairly lacking, uh, you know, in the space today as it, as it relates to HR tech. So, you know, we manifest in a vendor management system, a statement of work module, and we have a marketplace for talent that we're building. And what we're really excited about is building a marketplace that isn't about that moment in time that you happen to submit a resume into a platform, but one that travels with you through your career. So thinking about yourself as you know, uh, your, your career is across a continuum. So you, you start pre-career all the way through retirement or expertise. And how do you um, have almost like a portfolio that expresses who you are as an individual? Um, and how do you take that kind of amalgamation of skills, of experiences, of talent, and match that to companies um, in a fresh new way. So, you know, we're trying to, to look towards the future so that we know um, and we can, you know, have analysis on our talent uh, to fill those voids that, you know, we know will exist fairly quickly. You know, we, we understand, you know, even, you know, the World Economic Forum tells us that, you know, students that are in, you know, school today, um, majority of them will be in roles that don't even exist. And uh, that's within the next 10 years. So we're trying to address that as well. I love it. On the, on the upside, the, I, you've, you, know, you, you have access to talent worldwide. Mm -hmm. uh, so now you've opened your aperture as an employer, you've opened your aperture to then the globe as your playground for talent, because now you can work with people in Zimbabwe and do a contract with them, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there's also the other side of that is you're, you're working in the way that people want to work in the future both currently and, and in the future, they want to they control their, their work a little bit differently than, a, than an FTE, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's also some cost savings. Uh, and I, I wonder, I guess the question is, you know, there, there's not office furniture, there's not a VOIP <laughs> phone, there's not a laptop, there's not benefits, there's no bonus structure. You know, there's, there's also no office drama or, <laughs> or politics. <laughs> I guess those are... I guess, I guess people would see the, see those as pros, hopefully. Right. Uh, 
do you do you, do your clients do they do they see all of that do they see the totality of not only just the access of talent and the working in the way that people want to but do they also see the that there's an expense reduction that there's a cost reduction here absolutely and i think we're still um, in our infancy, when we think through the impact of, of what we've just been through, you know, it's, right. it's hard to um, be that uh, specific just yet. I think we're seeing, we're just now starting to see kind of the second quarter, um, second quarter of us going through this more remote oriented process. Um, so I think that that's going to be something as we reflect back, we're going to see, wow, that, that was a drastic reduction in, in the cost associated with having um, employment uh, in, it, in its very traditional sense. So I think that, that that's one area. I think what's also really interesting is, you know, we are, we're a global playground now and we have the ability to be a, a global, you know, playground. Um, but that doesn't also mean that, you know, the things that we've been afforded as almost like luxury when we're an employee at an organization shouldn't be applied to those in the independent contracting world. So I think it's something that we have to address as the contingent workforce grows that we need to care for them too. I mean, it is a, it is a bit about parity, but it is also about humanity and understanding sure. that, you know, our, even things as simple as our paycheck allows us to save for taxes to make sure that, you know, we have that in line with what the government needs. Or, you know, if, um, you know, we ever plan to retire, we need savings for that. We need health insurance to understand um, that we're, you know, our health is cared for, especially in, in a post-COVID world, right? So I think that that's something that'll be an emerging trend that we will see. And we've already started to see it. And in, in, even in my previous organization, you know, we built an association for independent worker rights. I think that that's going to um, just accelerate uh, because we do need those safeties to be, um, you know, kind of surrounding our, our new future workers of the world. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, th I think you're right. Um, I was thinking about it as you were thinking about the, the expenses, like the cost of recruiting, the cost of onboarding, the cost of training, the cost of talent management, all of those costs in, in incremental costs that when you're bringing on a full-time employee and you're thinking about the internal mobility and the things that you could do with them, there's also costs that are associated with all of that. So, uh, mm -hmm. I love that you brought up the workers' rights, and I think that there's a lot of good work that can be done there. Um, are your are your customers and your prospects are they asking you about security and privacy? You know they are, and I think that that's I think that's top of mind. I think that was one of the, the probably the biggest thing that I heard from my clients and prospects going into um, what the world would look like if we were all remote. Um, mm -hmm. Is how do you how do you put security in play so that um, not only, uh, you know, is the individual safe that's working, you know, with the company, but also the security of, 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 you know, proprietary information. And I think that most companies, they, when we discussed, you know, a lot of the challenges they were facing, it was more a scale issue than it was a, um, a process that they hadn't thought of. You know, I think that they thought through how to protect the entity, how to protect the, the organization and the IP that they had on, you know, uh, within their organization. But it was, how do we do that at a much larger scale um, when the entire workforce happens to go remote? And when, you know, you need talent that might not be within the vicinity of, uh, you know, a core location, 
to, you know, be able to get things like VPN set up and, and things like that. So that is definitely something that has been discussed, but I think that there, there were a lot of amazing security organizations that came up and stepped up fairly rapidly to really uh, be thought leaders in the space and, and say, okay, you know, we're going to have to, you know, adapt in a way that, you know, we can get security at the, you know, core of what we're building um, or what we're using and uh, do it, do it in a way that can be remote centric. So no longer is remote the afterthought. It is the first thought. All right. Last question. Talent now, the use case for talent now, give us the, you know, the, the, the 30 second, 60 second pitch for what, why would someone pick talent now over, you know, someone else, let's just say. Yeah, absolutely. So we're, you know, we're really creating technology that's nimble. We're, you know, we're cutting edge. We're trying to help employers and talent come together. So, you know, when we think about our, our vendor management platforms that we have, you know, we take into consideration the gaps that have been around from legacy platforms. And we really want to make users' lives more simple um, and take some of the, the complexity out of that and, and, and lean that into a user experience um, that is so good that you don't feel like you have, you're a part of a user experience or a user interface. It's, it's really adapted using you know, AI and machine learning and allow our, our end users to have you know, real-time reporting and analytics um, have the ability to manage their projects, have the ability to manage their contracts all in one platform, while also connecting with talent through through a career continuum. So at at our core, you know what we do is focus on uh, you know talent, finding it, cultivating it, and then be become that core matchmaker um, that can manage a process, uh, you know through uh, throughout an organization's um, you know full entity. I love that. Uh, and I did say it was the last question, which of course I lied. Uh, I know people are going to ask this question of me afterwards, but, but the, through the system, uh, the contractors get paid, right? Mm -hmm. So, so essentially you, they work, you work with procurement on some level, I'm, I'm assuming, and just make sure that everything's in sync. So once the budget's been approved and then the project's been approved, and then once the project's been completed, then all of that just goes back through talent now and the contractor gets paid. Absolutely. So, you know, we, we do, um, or can, I should say, we can operate in a very traditional method with doing things like integrated invoicing mm -hmm. and, you know, e-signatures and speeding that process up um, quite a bit. Uh, that works for a lot of our enterprise um, clients. Now, when we think about the small and medium-sized business, um, they're adapting too, right? Um, they need talent just as much. And um, what we wanted to do is build a marketplace that could run independently um, from the, you know, kind of the, the lessons that we've learned on the VMS side, take those best practices and put it into a marketplace um, so that those small and medium-sized businesses that might not invest in a, uh, you know, kind of a, a managed service provided world of, of, you know, contingent workforce management, but really starting to do that themselves and have some of those key elements built right into the marketplace so they can find the talent, they can cultivate their own talent and have that bench of individuals, um, but then allow the marketplace to, to handle all of the, the regulatory and or um, traditional processes just right in one system. That's awesome. I knew I'd be asked that question, so I had to ask you. I apologize. <laughs> told you I lied to you. I told you it was the last question. Yeah, of course, it was the last question. Perfect. Summer, thank you so much for your time. I absolutely appreciate you, and uh, thanks for being on the Use Case Podcast. Thank you so much, William.
All right, everyone, thank you again for listening. And until next time. You've been listening to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform and hit us up at recruitingdaily.com.